Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Kat. How are you? Amazing. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Shaman Sister Sessions, episode 10. Nine. It's episode nine. Really? I thought it was 10. Wow. No, 10 I'm, is... wrong. I'm wrong every single week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, episode nine, we uh, just, and actually, I think I'd like to give our viewers a little bit of an idea of the trajectory of what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Okay. Since uh, we did kind of plan out what we'll be talking about. Episode nine is, uh, in, in a lot of ways, nine is the number of completion, right? Nine is in numerology. It's that like, okay, finishing the cycle. We're talking about purpose, individual and collective purpose and how do they fit together? So that feels kind of appropriate to do for a nine episode. Next week, episode 10 is our inauguration episode. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So uh, we'll be talking about what it means to work with the darkness without being consumed by the darkness mm -hmm. as we begin collectively as, as a society on this path that, uh, that will be deeply affected by the political state of things and how to work with the darkness. So that's our one episode. The 10 is, the, is a one. And for our 11th episode, we will be holding some beautiful ceremony. So that's to our viewers, just to give you an idea of where we're going over the next couple of weeks. But for right now, episode nine, purpose. Welcome. Yay. I kind of can't believe we've been doing this for, for two months now. I know. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good job. High five. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So it was great when I when I woke up this morning and I was um, knowing that we were speaking about purpose. And um, it was interesting because yesterday I was filming videos um, for my new mentorship program that I'm running, the Light Warrior Mentorship. And a lot of that is about the purpose and our individual purpose. And then looking at ourselves as part of a collective purpose. Yeah. And seeing that as, you know, light workers that we are, and um, those that are holding a certain level of consciousness that we hope to see spread across the planet, that we are part of a larger whole of this community of people that are doing this work on so many different levels and and you know they have all these do different unique experiences and and missions and ways that that they're bringing their light to the world and that we're all in it together and we are these individual unique beings on our own individual purpose and mission yeah for some reason, a dandelion image is coming to mind as you're describing that, you know, just like the little puffball dandelion where we each get to be a little seed and together collectively we get to serve the purpose of going out into the world and spreading the seeds of love and joy and purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was, I was thinking about, and I think that you'll, you'll relate to this one. I was thinking about how, um, 
especially for you when you do your healing sessions and you do all of the crystal gridding and you have the different crystals and even if you're doing a distant session i know that you put the crystals at the different places on the table and you're working with those energies and frequencies throughout the session and then afterwards and i feel like we're we're in that crystal grid where maybe your purpose is opening the heart and is really connected to uh, emotions and softening and maybe it's sitting in the third eye and activating and and clearing or maybe it's in the root really giving that support and um you know that energy that needs to be focused in that area and we're doing you know these crystals that, that you have all these different beautiful crystals are doing these very individuated jobs but yeah. as a whole they are reorganizing the entire structure of the system yeah yeah that's great i guess i never really thought about that extrapolated that out in terms of what we collectively as humanity are doing but yes exactly that's <laughs> right that's what i do with the crystal grids where um and it's always interesting because, I mean, it's going into a little bit about setting up for a session. You're right. I do. I, I grid the whole space before my person shows up or before we get on the phone. And I usually have a pretty good idea of what we're going to be working on based on who the crystals are that want to come do the work. Now, um, you know, my next thought as I'm jumping in, you know, let's play this thought game a little bit here. Uh, thinking about, okay, if that same thing is the case for we as a collective body of light workers, then how, how can we use that same or how, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have to do this now, but this is just something I think I'm going to play with later about, uh, which crystal am I in this collective grid? Which crystal are you in this collective grid? And to all of our viewers using the same analogy, what is your role that you are holding in your, you know, your wholeness, your perfect, your perfection in the system as a whole? If we are all cells in the body of the divine, so to speak, and, you know, each individuated cell performs its functions for the service of the cell but also it works as the whole and so this is kind of the alchemy that we're playing with today is how can we honor all of those how can we honor what is the individual purpose how can we honor what is the collective purpose and how do they relate to each other are they ever in conflict yeah i think it's a, a beautiful thing to think about like mm. what what crystal are you you know, if, if what crystal are you, Kat? <laughs> this is a really, I don't know. I haven't thought about this. Play this game. Um, <laughs> mm. And I'll think, I'll think for me too. I immediately jumped to Labradorite because me too. <laughs> right. Yeah. All, all the healers love the Labradorite. I haven't met a healer who is not totally enchanted by Labradorite. No. Uh, right. So, okay. <laughs> is there anything else? Let's see. Um, hmm. I, I'm, I don't even, uh, I'm even seeing like a veratinite, do you know, the one that, that's like red, um, Venetonite? yeah, yeah, okay, that, for some reason that one's coming to mind, yeah. um, kyanite, you've got a lot of kyanite vibes going on, like that mm -hmm. straight up portal to the magical, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, um, um hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think I would encourage all of us to look at that. Like, what crystal are you? Uh-huh. And if you, you know, and in that, how do we know where's our little job, our, our function in the system, in the structure, just the same as we would in a human body working? Um, yeah. Where are we on, in the larger system of our society? Very interesting. Yeah, I like this thought exercise. And I'm kind of wishing, I don't think we can post any pictures. Uh, I was going to say for our viewers benefit, you know, I could put up a picture of one of my crystal grids just so you have an idea of what we're talking about. But I don't think I can put up pictures. You can put that on our uh, Shaman Sister Facebook page. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, great. And so I you can check out a little bit of what we're talking about and kind of what that looks like. Also, um, you know, to our viewers, feel free to send us pictures of your crystal grids if you feel so inclined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe then if we know, oh, I, I'm, I am this crystal or I'm working with this specific frequency to enhance my purpose, yeah. then, you know, building out a crystal grid of other crystals that are supporting your main crystal that is the one that you're focused on that's connected to your purpose that's feeding energy into your purpose and all of a sudden you're gridding out your community of crystals is going to spread into real life yeah that's i was just thinking that i'm so glad you went there because then it's like okay well let's take this to the next step of how can we as community consciousness moving toward unity consciousness moving toward the collective come into a supportive grid pattern of each other in the crystalline light form so this is exciting i love this and uh oh man something just flew right out of my brain i was just thinking um Hmm. I also, I guess, okay, so the part of me that doesn't like dogma is feeling the need to insert something in here. So when we talk about what crystal are you, you can change what kind of crystal you are. You can pick different things for different days. Like, oh, well, today I'm a lapis, right? And, or today I'm feeling more of like my purpose today is more of an amethyst role. That's totally fine. So this is by no means definitive, like, oh, this is going to describe you for the rest of your life. I felt like I had to insert that because (laughs) I must choose one crystal that I will be forever. Yes. Um, Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that I also see is that in that analogy is, is our ability to maybe own a little bit of our unique um, gift that we have to give and to be conscious that we're, we're so different. We're so, just like crystals. Like we are so different. There's a huge difference in atomic structure, color, uh, you know, everything, whether you can see, you can, some crystals you can see through, some are completely opaque and they have so many different features that we can acknowledge that we have this uniqueness that we are bringing through Mm -hmm. and we don't have to be everything. Yeah. I know that as a healer, sometimes I have had the experience of maybe feeling like I should be able to, you know, fix everything, work on everything, do everything. Like I should know everything. Um, And that every single person is someone that I could help. And well, in some 
in some ways, there's, there's some truth to that, but in other ways, you know, one of the greatest, you know, gifts that I can give to someone is if I'm not the right practitioner for them is to help find the right person for them. Yeah. Holding that different like crystal energy, that different frequency. My frequency is very specific. Right. And I was just talking about this this morning with somebody actually like, um, I had a very challenging Reiki student a couple of years ago and, uh, and I was considering what is my role as a teacher for this person? Because I did not feel as though our energy was a good fit. I wasn't really able to give them what they were needing. And so then my role as a good teacher, speaking of purpose, my purpose in this person's life as their teacher was to say, I'm not the right teacher for you. And to send them, you know, I, I did refer them to somebody and um, I'm not sure if they ended up working with that person or not, but it, it, I had to go through that process of, oh, I need to meet this person's needs. I need to, you know, my purpose as their teacher, I have to teach them, I have to give them the tools so that they can learn, learn the Reiki, learn all the skills. But for that person, that, that was not how my purpose was fulfilled. So that's another question is, we all have our own internal purpose, our own alignment of truth and purpose, but how does that manifest as we relate to each other? So for that, perp- or for that person, my purpose manifested really differently. And, um, you know, I think it's important that we're talking about this. You don't have to be everything. No. You don't have to fulfill all of the roles. You don't have to meet all of the needs. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. It, but I see that we fall into that trap, right? I know, I know that I've had that before where I'm like, well, but this person came to me. So obviously I should be whatever it is. And, um, you know, over time I have really come to realize that reaching out to other practitioners or, um, giving people, you know, sometimes people contact me, they're really not ready to work with me yet. Mm-hmm. Just beginning, they're at a certain stage of development, or they're working on a particular issue that it, you know, it's not my zone of genius, and I want to operate in my zone of genius. I want other people to operate in their zone of genius. So, the most effective thing I can do is say, "Hey, go try this, go try this, and go try this," mm-hmm. and then let me know how it's going because I'm, I'm, I, you know, I have care for you. I yeah. care for your journey. I want to know how you're doing. And, um, I want you to to have the best possible result, which might be seeing this person first. Yeah. So, uh, let's think about this viewers in, in context, I invite you to consider what, how does that manifest for you? You know, what, what is our purpose first? Well, okay. I think we kind of missed that. Uh, that first thing. Let's go back yeah, to that. You sidetracked. Oh, I was right. thinking about crystals. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I've had another, you know, like all these different thought spirals while we're talking that I hope we come back to. So I'm going to make some notes, yep. but yeah, but you know, what, what is our purpose? Kat, what's your purpose? My purpose is to assist in the raising of the vibrational frequency to, yeah. to assist in the evolution of consciousness yeah. on this planet. And, um, I was even talking about this yesterday in a video, um, around purpose and people can find purpose in so many different ways. I I feel like I was in 
both hands kind of lucky and like, ah, really? Is that, is that what I'm, is that what I'm receiving? When I was first going through my awakening process and I was, it was horrible. It was yucky. It was like, oh, speaking in tongues and moaning and rolling about on the floor and vibrating for hours at a time and visions. And it was a very dramatic and kind of traumatic and, and intense. And I uh, would sit and um, be just all of this energy would move through me and I would begin channeling. And the thing that I would uh, bring through over and over and over again was around this, you are here to help raise the vibrational frequency. You yeah. are here. And one of the pieces was in the future, you will go and you will collect other people that are like you so that you will actually raise, become together, raise the vibration and the frequency and become this beacon of light. Yeah. And I love what you're doing now. That's what I'm doing now. It's so right. amazing. But when I first got this message and I received it over and over to the point where I was like, all right, just stop, just stop with this message. And it wouldn't stop. Like sometimes it would just repeat. It was like it was somebody just put it on uh, repeat and it would just come through, come through, come through. Because if I hadn't heard it so many times, because there was so much stuff coming through, if I hadn't heard it so many times, I wouldn't have really gotten it. And there was this, no, you really need to get this one. Like, yeah. It's important. You need this one. Hold on to this. Don't forget this one. Yeah. Um, and because I didn't know how I was going to get from there to what that meant because it was so outrageously foreign to me. I, I didn't really know anything about vibrational frequencies or that much about the light or, you know, I was told that I was a healer. I didn't even know what that meant. Um, you know, and, and so I had this very clear, here is your purpose and from that purpose, I had to keep following the next little breadcrumb to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next yeah. thing, following I mean, guidance. We, we did touch upon some of this last week in our new and renew conversation, where what is it like to, to work with new energies? And okay, so like the before and the after, and then how do you get to everywhere in between, right? So that's some of what you experienced through your awakening process. And, and I think you're... Uh, probably a lot of our people who are going to watch this or who are watching this now are going to watch it later can relate to that of maybe I know there's something more. I'm not sure what it is, or I know that there is something that I am called to, but I'm not sure how to get there. And, and I know you see a lot of this in your clients and oh, yeah. this, right in my clients and my students. And, and to a certain extent purpose is like, I think, there's a scale of, of definitiveness in our sureness about our purpose, you know, because like who can be really sure of anything, honestly. But I, I am also one of these people who I think I have a relatively clear vision of my purpose. My purpose for a long time, right? I have. Yeah. And it's, uh, again, kind of like, I wasn't sure how it was going to manifest. I was like, and my understanding of it now is different from what it was years ago. Because if you were asking me right now, Michelle, what is your purpose? My purpose is to live my divinity. My purpose is to embody my own infinite nature. 
and shine it out into the world to come into perfect union of self and spirit and all that is, and in doing so, inspire and catalyze others to do the same. So basically the same thing as yours, but using different words. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like I have these very simplistic words around it. Like I, I think that what I do and my purpose is, you know, multi-pedaled, but yeah. I, I kind of, because this was just kind of like this hammered into me phraseology, I'm like, okay, fine. Let, let me yeah. just go with that and commit to it fully. Right. And, um, Roll with it. Yeah. Roll with it and, and help me. And so here's the thing is that I want to offer that if you do receive a message that you're a healer or that you are a channel or that you um, are, you have this mission that maybe you don't know how you're going to get to that mission. Maybe it is completely, I know I was not doing any kind of healing arts at this point in my life. Um, I was just beginning um, studying. I, I was studying a, a lot of different things because I was on this mission. I was proclaiming out into the universe, I want to know who I am. I want to know why I'm here. And I, re I just put, I put that on repeat. And I kept just saying it over and over. I would just think it as I was going through my day. Um, even, even though I was doing something very mundane, I was committed to what that was. I actually stopped doing everything else. The yeah. passions that I had, I stopped doing them. And I took on a very simple life, which was not me, but it afforded me this space where I could kind of just allow what was coming through space to come through. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to the, the, the understandings that we have of purpose, you're talking about this message was hammered into you in very simplistic language. The, what I just articulated for what is my purpose, there's no way I would have been able to do that years ago. You know, years ago, I probably would have said my purpose is to help people. Right. Right. And, and that's a great purpose. Yes. And, you know, it, it comes into what is the unfolding process of discovering our purpose. Yes. You know, because like we could be, and like I said, anywhere on the spectrum of continued understanding. And I am sure what I just said is going to continue to change over the years. I am absolutely certain of that because we are dynamic beings continually growing and evolving. But if you were to have asked me 10 years ago, you know, I might have been in that like, okay, well, my purpose is to, to do healing work, right? Or my purpose is to help animals. Okay, well, I still do that. Those are functions of how I live my purpose, but ultimately that is not my purpose. You know, the core theme, the core thing seems to be about the live my own divinity. And then every other thing that I'm doing, the, the mentorship, the healing work, the communication, the writing, everything, those are ways to feed that. But yeah. they, as themselves, are not the purpose. Yeah, I think that at that point, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, I was, my purpose, my purpose was I, I help people heal themselves. Yeah. And I still do that. That's what I do. Yeah. And, um, but I, there was no way I was going to run around talking about light and vibrations and stuff because that was just too hokey pokey for me. Right. Um, and You're I, ready. 
we're it's, ready to claim that. No, because I'm very, you know, I'm very rooted. I'm very solid in a lot of ways. And so I didn't, I didn't want that to, it felt kind of airy to me to, to say so. that. So I help people heal themselves was a, yeah. was, was a good purpose for me for a long time. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, that I practiced as well as just this asking, asking, asking was when I started to get the messages uh, or the little breadcrumbs or the ideas, I, I would offer, I commit, I commit, I commit, I commit to this path, I commit to this. And I have kept that as a, I still do that all the time. Yeah. Is really stating my commitment to this path. Um, you know, every client that leaves my place when, when they, the first thing that happens when they shut the door is I am like, thank you, 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 thank you for allowing me to do this work in the world. Thank you for bringing me these clients. Thank you for allowing me to sustain myself through this work. I am so honored. Thank you for working with me. Yeah. And I just keep, I keep flowing my energy toward that commitment. Like I am passionate about it. I'm passionate about uh, that aspect of, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what to expect. I commit. Help me. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> One of the things that's coming to mind is, talking about, you know, these different facets of purpose, can our purpose change? Does our purpose change over our lifetimes? And, uh, it, you know, I'm not going to give any definitive answers one way or the other, but, you know, maybe we'll piece some of this out. Viewers, feel free to chat in if you feel so inclined. The, like, and also what or, or is it the understanding that changes? And so like we were talking about, or, or you know, where I was just saying, okay, well, the core of the purpose, it seems to be the living my own divinity. Okay, but then all of the other functional pieces are in support of that. So over time, is the purpose itself changing? Well, no, not necessarily, but the ways in which it manifests in the world might change. What do you think about that? Like, can our, can our purpose change? Does our purpose change? I think it does, but I, I, I really think that the, it, maybe it, it really is the understanding. I know that it, it seems to me that sometimes we are moving, you know, for me, it, I know that I was moving toward this purpose my whole life. Yeah. But I had no clue. And my purpose when I was 20 years old was so radically different from what it is now, but I knew. What was, what was your purpose when you were 20 years old? Uh, this is interesting. Uh -huh. I was, um, I was an actor and I knew that I was going to be in, in, on film. I knew that I was going to be, what I knew was I was supposed to be seen by many people. Yes. The, the core of it was I was supposed to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. and in order to do what? I didn't know. Okay. Can I offer an idea? Okay. Because <laughs> okay. well, you said your purpose when, you know, your purpose when you were 20 is very different from your purpose now. When you were 20, what did you love about acting? 
Well, I loved that I could, I could open my body completely up. I could open everything up. I could open everything up and I could call in an energy to uh -huh. move through my system and right. I could become that and I could speak mm -hmm. its words out of my mouth and I could live its life in some kind of way through my body. Yeah. And, and I had no idea. What were the people <laughs> receiving who were watching you? They were, you know, I, I had an, I was, I was very good. Like people were, you know, very touched. They were, you know, they were having healing experiences. They were having um, intense emotional experiences. Um, and so, so through your acting, you were raising the vibration of the people <laughs> who witnessed you. Look at that. Your purpose wasn't different when you it were. Wasn't, but yeah. I have no idea. Right. I had no idea, and I had no idea that these things were connected. Yeah. And one thing that I always offer for, for people as we're kind of unwinding and discovering purpose right. is that there are no mistakes to our life. Mm -hmm. That the things that, because I know that at one point, um, at one point I had this bit of a crisis because I had spent a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy studying this craft i the what i had um my commitment at that point was not really to like be famous or to be even though i knew that i was going to be doing movies i didn't it, it, that wasn't the focus the focus was i want to um i want to own this craft i yeah. want to understand it and i want to be really good at it that you wanted to come into your mastery of that modality yeah and it was a modality that I use today as a channel. Yeah. And I had this crisis where I was like, oh my God, I spent all this time and effort and energy to do this thing. And now I'm not doing that. And like, I just wasted half my life. You know, at that point, I, was like, I just wasted half my life from the time I was nine years old until I was in my twenties, you know, that I had spent all this time in this really deep study of how to move energy and move entities through my body. Yeah, definitely. I love that, that this is coming up. So viewers, let's think about, you know, cause I have my own version of this story as well of looking at all of these, I've done a lot of things. I've lived a lot of different lifetimes already in all of my 29 years and yet they all have been in service to what I'm doing now. And I just couldn't see it at the time. Exactly. So, right. So I'm inviting, this is my invitation to you to consider what seemingly unrelated circumstances or lessons did you choose? Have you chosen for your life thus far? And if you do have a defined sense of purpose or you do feel fairly confident and okay, this is my purpose, Play that game of mapping. How did this random thing, this thing that doesn't really seem related, how does it actually serve me in how I'm living my purpose now? And you might be surprised. Huh? Can you give me, can you give us one from your life? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of different things. You know, I, I was always the kid who loved animals, right? And I mean, that's a pretty easy correlation of what I'm doing now, of working with animal medicine. Um, but, uh, well, I'll just start there. Okay, so animals now, they're such, they're my primary teachers. 
honestly, like working with animal medicine is one of my primary forms of medicine. And it started from the time before I could remember. My very first memory was with my dog, my family dog growing up. Not my parents, no, my, <laughs> my dog. And, uh, uh, and having like that profound impact on my life. I rode horses as a kid. I learned how, and in riding horses, I learned how to communicate non-verbally with animals. I mean, I was doing it already, but it was that sensitivity, especially riding bareback, being really in tune with, with body movements. I was learning my body awareness in doing that. I was learning balance. Um, doing theater. I also, I was a theater kid in school. So learning how to speak in front of a lot of people. Learning also how to channel energies, learning how to, to feel something come into me and, and live the truth of that. That wasn't me, but it was still true. Again, you know, you, you were talking about how that relates to the channel space. I feel, um, I feel that a little bit more, I think, in terms of the comfort speaking and being present as, as a public figure. Yeah, I say that too, because there's no way that if I hadn't done all of those years of training, of getting up and just being whatever in front of people, that I would be able to go into a transformant space and have, you know, 20 people there in a circle staring at me, you know, waiting for something to happen and for me to go into a place of really raw vulnerability, like showing them my, you know, pure essence in a lot of ways, uh, if I hadn't had that experience. Right. And so even though it, it's not necessarily like jumps to mind immediately related, this, you know, your years of extensive acting experience, my, you know, I, I didn't do theater for that long. It was like high school, you know, started like middle school, high school, some college. Um, choir, I was also, you know, singing, right? And again, singing in my current practice, I sing as sound healing. That's such a big part of my work. And I have, I have a very good ear. I'm very acoustically sensitive. I speak Spanish fluently. So there's that aspect of the communication as well, the learning to communicate in different ways and, and piece apart the different, um, you know, the different means of communication and messages. There's my extensive travel experience. I've lived all over the globe and and having, you know, really like being dunked at a very young age, my first, uh, my first experience living abroad when I was 10, being dunked into these very uh, other different set of circumstances and having to learn, okay, who am I here? Who am I in this context? Okay, now who am I here? Like, I feel as though I came into a sense of identity probably a little bit sooner than I would have otherwise, because when you meet a whole new a whole new community of people, then you're asking, like, you have to be really clear about who you are. And in order to like, okay, go live over here and then go live over here and then go move somewhere else. And well, who are you? What is the same? What is constant for that? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, I love this around really looking at our lives because a lot of us are having this awakening experience where mm -hmm. we're all of a sudden going, oh, ha, uh, my life actually doesn't work this way and I have these sensitivities and actually I can you know, see things or hear things or I can heal people or I feel like I wanna focus on this bigger mission. And for us to really allow ourselves to look at what it is that we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did extensive structural uh, body work training for many years and you know, in that when someone's on my table, 
I will go deep into their guts and their ribs and their shoulder, their heart and their neck. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'm not afraid to like work the inside of somebody's spine. Um, and in that, the, the energy work that I do is it has, it has a, a, I'm focused on, I hit the bones a lot. So there's, this, uh, you know, opening in the, in the physical body that I'm able to connect to. And I have a fearlessness inside the physical body that I I feel that a lot of energy workers don't really have. Because, yeah, because of not only your training in body work, but also your extensive experience with embodiment. You know, I would say it like, you know, I've said it once, I'll say it again, I'll say it forever. Like you are one of the best, if not the best embodiment practitioners I know because you, you live that so deeply, like you have such a profound multi-layered understanding of the body and you're right. You know, a lot of energy workers, like, you know, maybe, maybe there's that comfort and that, you know, functionality of the physiology and the anatomy and the like, Oh, this is how these work. And it's okay to do this thing with the body. You can wrap this on this way, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I know that I went through a piece because I spent again, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy on that uh, aspect of my life. And there was the piece in me when I stopped offering body work, I stopped offering structural body work. I just stopped doing it all together because my, I got the message I wasn't supposed to anymore. That right. I was like, uh, did I just waste a bunch of time? Right. And no. Right. And yet you're able from this place where you're at now to look at, oh, well, this is how that was serving this purpose. This core serves because all of that informs the energy work that I do and the way that I teach people about their energy bodies and how they can cultivate their energy based on their physical form because we have a hard time understanding energy energy work and energy bodies. Right. Um, if we, we can connect it through the physical form and through the breath and opening and, and how the body is moving, then, you know, people have a greater understanding. They're able to connect yeah. a bit more. It's funny that we're talking about this. I actually had a dream last night. This was like my last dream right before I woke up that I was going to school to be a body worker. And I, I woke up and uh, <laughs> yeah, make that face at me. What? Um, I, I don't feel like I need to. No, I don't that was like your lineage pulling through. That was your yeah. um, that time when you went to school to be a body worker. Oh yeah, that, that, <laughs> that right. But and yet I look at you know what is my own experience with embodiment. You know, speaking of how do these disparate things seem you know serve our purpose? I have my degree in biology, right? And so I studied you know I studied probably a little more extensively non-human animals than human animals. But at one point I knew all the bones in the, in the body. I knew all the muscles. I knew all the, um, you know, the organ systems and everything I had. I took anatomy and physiology classes. I took, um, animal physiology classes and I could describe the ion movements and I knew biochemistry. Right. And so again, like not directly related, but deeply in service to what we're doing. And I feel that your work does have like there is that flavor to it where it's almost like you, that biochemical energetic um, thing is happening inside the body when you work. It's not just, it's not just biochemistry. It's bioenergetic chemistry. Yeah. Because I think that because you have the knowledge you're, you're visioning it in some kind of way. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but, but I I think that because it's, you have such an amazing knowledge around it that, um, 
that it, you're working, you're working on a cellular level in a lot. Yeah. yeah, I, I do. I am. And I think that comes through in my animal clients a little bit more where I'm able to say like, Oh, I feel this in the blood. And then they'll go to the vet and get a test for it. They're like, Oh yeah, that, that was there. So yes, psychic works. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we've talked, um, about individual purpose, you know, and, uh, you know, just t- let's recap for a second. We've talked about, you know, coming into unfolding of the purpose, like what is, you know, there's the core purpose, which maybe we can touch and, and identify at this point in time. Maybe we can't. There's the, um, the understanding around it, which will continue to evolve. There's, uh, you know, these seemingly disparate aspects of our lives, which when we look at them in the context of that core purpose, we find that they are related and that they do inform your, our overall trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I can talk about this forever. I have another story. Um, uh, right. Really little 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, and so let's, yeah, I was going to tell the story of that realization I had about what is a shaman, but uh, that's okay. That's um, okay. We'll write that down and we'll just talk about what is a well, shaman. I wrote it. I'll post it in the, um, I'll post it in the Facebook group. It's really good. I shared it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Uh, But let's talk about the collective. Like how does, so now, you know, if we're sitting in our embodiment of the core purpose and understanding, coming into unfolding and understanding the layers of that purpose, how do we then use that in service to the collective and in collaboration? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have to say, so, you know, I do amazing men's work with Charmaine Hayworth and, and she's really good at purpose because a lot of times the men that we're working with, um, what we find is they, they go to school, they do what their parents said to do. They kind of like, well, this is what I should be doing. And they're kind of on this track and they're going and going. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, actually this isn't connected to my purpose at all. And, um, sometimes it's way in the future and, um, there's not a lot of connection to purpose. So she's, she's actually amazing at knocking out purpose and, um, you know, one of the things that she always says, sorry, Charmaine, I'm giving one of your key tools here is to really look at the world, to look at society, to look at everything that's there and to like, what would you change? Like, what's the one, if you, if you had a magical wish where you could change one thing and you could change one thing all over the world and what would it be? Mm. Now that you said that, I want to think about it. <laughs> that was a good time. Let's all take a minute and think about what is this one thing. Do you have yours already, Kat? Um, I I have. I think I have mine. Okay, what's yours? Because I I had mine, and I want to I want to say it properly. Sure. Uh, mine would be. Uh, yeah. What are the words around it? People would know that they are connected to all that is. Mm-hmm. People would not believe that they are isolated. People would love themselves and know that, oh, you are me. I am you. I am this tree. I am this dog. I am, you know, so that would be my wish is that everyone, human, non-human, whatever, would know that we are all connected. Yes. And in that, in, um, it's like very much in that same vein, um, that 
that we would know that we that we are complete right that we're whole that we're healed that you know that we have access to um we have access right we have access to an amount of power and energy and love and compassion that we have kindness that we can all be kind to each other yeah and you know i think that in the end really that kindness piece is almost like the main thing and and when i when i can look at myself and go oh if, if kindness is my number one thing then am i being kind am i being kind to myself number one Am I being kind to my friends, to my collaborators? Am I being kind to my partner? Am I being kind to my family? Am I being kind to strangers? Am I being kind to people I hate, (laughs) disagree with? Um, Am I being kind? And if sometimes our purpose, and what I found is our purpose is so simple most of the time. It is way more simple than we think. Yeah. And even if you don't have this huge vision of I'm going to change the world by doing this thing and I'm going to whatever, be a healer or whatever that is, if the core piece of your purpose is that everyone be kind to each other, yeah, then or even uh, maybe not even necessarily everyone be kind to each other if you're, you know, because again, we can't do anything for anybody else but maybe it's i am kind to all right well i mean if you you had a great wish was my wish is everyone would be kind to each other yeah you're right um then i'm gonna be kind first i see okay then i can translate my mission into this action yeah and from there i can start looking okay well what would be the kindest thing to do in this scenario and wow, I see that these people need help. What would be the kindest thing to do in this experience? And what could I do on a daily basis? Or, or how could I build my business? Or how could I um, change my corporation? Or how could I um, you know, work with my children around kindness? Or go out into the community and do something around kindness? And I think that's the piece, is we can look at our purpose as this is what I want to see. I'm going right. to do it for myself. And then I'm going to take it into the community in whatever tiny way that, right. that they can. And that's where we get into the collective purpose. And so there's, you know, we were talking at the beginning about, you know, kind of the analogy of the crystal grid, right? Where everybody has their wholeness there you know this is my purpose this is your purpose how can we come together in in alchemy to support each other i think you know you and i are so similar in so many ways like you know we're sharing our purposes and our visions and it's like you know a lot of overlap um and yet and we collaborate really well and yet it is possible to be in support of completely different purposes, you know? So someone's, okay, well, my individual purpose is this thing. Your individual purpose is this entirely different thing over here. And yet somehow we can come together and weave into something that is greater and more alchemical, more, you know, greater than the sum of its parts, so to speak. I think that's really important. And one of the things that we can do as, um, you know, as collectives is even if it's just in your family, so with your partner, your kids, 
Um, you know, kids are great if, if you get them to like, well, what's, you know, uncovering what's their purpose around like what they would like to see be different in the world. Yeah. And, um, so that everybody is claiming a purpose and it doesn't matter if your purpose changes, it can change all the time, right? If you, if you're that kind of person, you can keep changing your purpose until you land on something that feels like, ah, yes. Right. Or I would say, keep coming into different manifestations and then discover what the purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not entirely convinced based on our conversation. I'm not 100% convinced that your purpose is the thing that changes. I think it's the, the way in which it comes through that changes. And are you choosing to live your purpose or not? That's the other thing. We didn't even talk about it. You can always say no. <laughs> you yeah. can totally say no. You can totally say no. Or you can be like me who, I, who I'm like, I don't know what that means, but yes, I commit. Yeah. Um, but I think that knowing each other's purposes And, you know, especially in the workplace, I think there's a lot of like, well, we just go to work and we're, we're on this, you know, maybe there's a mission statement for the company. Um, but like what's underneath that, what's underneath the purpose for all of the people so that we are moving forward towards something that really means something to everyone. Yeah. You know, and if that's in the, and, and also in our healing work too, sometimes we get involved in our, um, you know, our client and facilitator experience and we can be kind of wishy-washy and unclear as to what is the purpose of that container that we're holding. Yeah. And with our relationships too, like we'll enter into a partnership and we'll be like, oh, I really like you. Let's hang out. And we'll just keep, keep kind of going in that direction. Right. But at some point, if we can really sit down together and go, this is my purpose and what's your purpose? And do those purposes actually go together and how can we create something that's larger than the whole so that we're having a larger effect on the world based on our individual and collective community purpose that we are together? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think um, that would be another invitation to our viewers to go sit with that in your, your relationships, in your, uh, your, you know, work relationships, your family relationships, whatever. Um, because as we do come into not only understanding of our own purpose, okay, understanding of other people's purpose, ultimately we are all connected. We, we absolutely are. And to pretend otherwise is, you know, it, if each of us, knew that we had to do everything independently, nothing would ever happen, right? You know, the, some of the greatest uh, developments, greatest achievements, greatest melding, you know, like whatever have come from multiple people bringing together their purposes to work in expertise. And, and like each person fulfills their purpose, their love, their great joy. So that's something that um, I feel also as though we as a society need to do a little bit of overriding of our independence programming in order to competition programming. Like we have been, we have been competition has been hammered into us. Um, you know, if we look at, I, I think it's a little bit less now, maybe, but I don't know. Um, but just like we have, you know, four year olds and we're like shoving them off onto the soccer field to kick each other in the shins and, um, you must be win and be the best. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, competition programming, independence programming of, oh, if you can't do it by yourself, then you're not a good enough person. 
right? I know we've all encountered that to some degree, some idea of, oh, you have to be better than this person. You can't ask for help. Asking for help is a weak thing to do because it means you're not good enough or whatever. And so inherently what we're talking about with this co collective purpose, it involves overriding that and saying, yes, I can uh, I can ask for help. I can live in highest integrity of what is my purpose and support someone in what is their purpose in order to create something entirely new that ultimately is in service to the collective as a whole. So um, I actually have a, a fun example of that. I was in a, a music video a couple of months ago. And I mean, I personally, I don't really care about music videos. I think, you know, it's a fun art expression but it's not something I would ever really seek out for myself. But I was asked by a friend of mine, who you know, a medicine sister friend of mine, uh, to hold ceremony, to facilitate holding ceremony for this music video, because that is my purpose, that is my gift, is, okay, yes, I'm gonna come set the sacred container. We, all of us in the video, we're gonna hold this intention together and drop into the ceremonial space. So that was my job, that was me living my purpose. She loves music videos. She's a dancer. She does, she performs on stage. She loves it. And she was telling me actually her dream as a little girl was to make music videos. And so here, here she is making this music video um, for a friend of hers who wrote this song. So again, it's like all these different people's purpose, me with the ritual stuff, my friend with the dance and the music video and how can we bring art and, and movement and portrayal to music to inspire people and move them in their bodies. This other person's purpose to write music, to create empowering songs. It's a song about uh, women, women, really, women empowerment. So that alchemy all coming together combined with the the video aspect and which is how i met my guy he's the filmmaker who was filming the the music video which is his purpose is to capture that uh you know capture beauty capture inspiration capture messages create empowering circumstances for people to be inspired and then you know all the the drummers there who were drumming around the fire their purpose is to support and bring in the music and inspire the movement we had that was one of the most beautiful alchemical multi multiple people bringing together their collective purposes i could possibly have imagined Ultimately, with the goal, when asked, you know, I was interviewed for um, for the video later to do as like, you know, part of the Kickstarter thing. What is the goal of this? Well, the goal is to empower all humans, not just women, but empower all humans in the up-leveling of collective consciousness. Kat, like you were saying, raise the vibration. That is that core purpose that everyone was working in service to, bringing together all of our beautiful gifts to create this experience with this goal in mind. Yeah. And, you know, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful, Michelle. I love that. That video hasn't been released yet. It's... Oh, good. Okay. Well, we're waiting for it. Right. to see it. I've seen a couple of cuts of it. It looks really good so far. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you you... When you look at, sometimes when you look at your, you know, um, the people that you're working with, sometimes on the, on the, on the surface, we might not think that we're at this, we're, we're working kind of in this same purpose, but then when we kind of dig a little bit deeper, I think that we can find that there is some of the same purpose. It's just, we're, we're 
coming at it from a radically different uh, perspective and, and skill set. Yeah. And um, I think that if we, if we can, if we can look at each other and um, see that we have these unique gifts, these unique uh, offerings, and start to acknowledge that in the end, maybe a lot of us have the same purpose mm -hmm. to help people or to, um, you know, help animals or to help the environment, um, you know, whatever it is that if we can really see ourselves as parts of that larger mission, we can stop feeling so isolated and alone um, and we can support each other more. So if I know that my mission is this, it doesn't diminish me at all. If someone who is going to pay me money comes to me and I go, you know, this is my mission, but I know somebody else on the same mission who might be a better fit for you. Yeah. And we can, we can start to feel that we're like a wave that's moving instead of this one you know, drop of water that doesn't have a, you know, a drop of water isn't going to change the landscape, but you put a lot of drops of water together and it can erode a mountain. Right. Yeah. I feel like we're going to touch upon that next week too, right? With our, uh, you know, as we're coming to a close here, uh, looking at it next week, the how to work with the darkness without being consumed by it. There's, um, and I'll just speak to this so briefly, there is so much going on in social evolution these days. And I know maybe you've noticed this too. There's a whole lot of, oh, well, if you're not protesting and then you're being a bad citizen or, you know, there's the shaming around the ways in which people are doing their work in the world. And have you seen some of that? Or like, do you know what I'm talking about? Is that clear? You're in Portland where people are really protesty. That's true. <laughs> uh, maybe it's not the same in other areas, but in, you know, I've definitely come across uh, a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, it's very much in my way of social activism is the best way of social activism. And if you're not doing that, then you're not a social activist, which is ridiculous because again, coming back to, well, what is everybody's individual purpose? My own personal purpose is not like, I, I'm not one of those people who can get excited about going to stand in the pouring rain and protesting whatever, but I am one of those people who can get really excited about, I'm going to make videos, I'm going to speak about this, I'm going to inspire people, I'm going to interview people, I'm going to support people who are going out and standing in the rain, because they're going to need help eventually, they're going to get tired, and they're, they're going to be questioning their own convictions and their purpose, and then they come work with me, and I help them reconnect with, with their seed of inspiration. So, you know, so how can we best play to our strengths, play to our genius, and ultimately recognize in the context of unity consciousness, collective purpose, what is the role that I have to play in the collective purpose? And I don't have to do everything. Yeah. So. I think that's our main, our main message, right? Yeah. Let yourself be the unique expression of this purpose. Yeah. Let yourself also collaborate with others who have a different expression of this purpose, but towards the same goal. Yeah. And 
without without judgment of self or other uh, in the way that it's expressed. And I think that in that we can see a greater, uh, you know, creation out there. I, I feel like we have the potential to, to create stronger collaborations. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, we're, we're about ready to wrap up here, but uh, I think let's go ahead and leave, leave our viewers with an invitation. So we've given you quite a few, but let's sum up. So first one, come into understanding, ask yourself some questions about what is the core of my purpose. Ask yourself that great Charmaine's uh, exercise of what is the, you know, that one thing, if you had a magical wish that you could change, what is that one thing? And ask yourself, how can I, in my personal practice, take tiny steps toward meeting that goal, toward making that change? Um, two is recognize the ways in which you've already been living your purpose and maybe not understood. So do, I, I, actually, it's kind of fun to draw this out. So, you know, make a list of all the random things you've done in your life. All the things you've studied, then you're like, I don't even know why I'm going to this workshop, but I'm going. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the thing that you studied in college. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those Whatever camp you went to as a kid, you went to like craft camp or whatever the deal was. Right. Yeah. I went to theater camp. Yeah. Um, so make, make a list of those, make a map of those and see how they play together because you might be surprised and find that they do. And then consider ways of collaboration. Consider how can you amplify your purpose by collaborating with another to create something beyond what you might have ever thought. And that's, uh, uh, connected to our creation of the crystal grid yeah. and starting to see ourselves as what crystal we are. Yeah. And, you know, maybe go get one of those crystals and grid that out with the other crystals around you and really use that as a visioning uh, and a calling in. I'm calling in my community. I'm calling in the support for this purpose and mission that I meet others that are on the same path. Yes, definitely. So I think, yeah, that's where we'll leave it today. We kind of gave you a lot to think about. So please do feel free to contact us either through the Facebook page, Shaman Sister Sessions, or you can send us an email at shamansistersessions at gmail.com. So yeah, I got to say it a little bit slowly. Shaman Sister Sessions. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here today. It is our great joy and part of our purpose to be sharing this work with you. We love to do this. We love talking to each other and we love making it available for people to watch. So uh, please join us next week as we delve into how to work with the darkness without being consumed by the darkness. I think we'll come up with a little bit more elegant of a title, but that's the core of it is like, how do we do this work with the darkness in a healthy, constructive way? And we'll be pulling from our conversation today about collaboration of purpose. Yeah. So thank you. Bye, Kat. Thanks, Michelle. Bye.